Uh, Jesus didn't have a problem with people that's in the streets. He had a problem with religious people. How can I help anybody when I'm not even when I was not even able to help my own son? I would never do that. I would never do that. And I became that in a matter of minutes when they took my pain pills away. And I said, I'm not where I want to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be. Ugh. This is Faith in Your Recovery. I am Randy Davis. Welcome to the battle. Welcome to season two of Faith in Your Recovery. And again, welcome to the battle. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, we're here for you and with you. We get the struggle, the challenge, the stigma, that sense of loss. Whether we're your first choice or your last chance, we believe together we can make a difference. I'm your host, Randy Davis, former pastor as well as founder and executive director of A Better Life, Brianna's Hope. We're a participant-driven, faith-based, compassion-filled support and recovery movement for those battling the battle with substance use disorder addiction. Our guest today, Jeff Williams of Reclamation Staffing in Anderson. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks, Randy. My pleasure to be here. Go ahead. Tell the folks a little something about your personal life, okay? Be glad to, Randy. My wife and I were married in Anderson about 39 years ago, Grace Baptist Church. We moved away to Pennsylvania to go to seminary and had four children while we were out in Pennsylvania. 18 years ago, we moved back to Anderson for my wife to be home with her folks and we've done various ministries while we've been in Anderson, served as an elder of a church. Now I'm also serving as the pastor of Trinity Community Church, as well as uh, serving in reclamation staffing. Uh, reclamation staffing is a Christian-based temp agency whose mission is to connect people with God and those who have a history of incar incarceration with employers. That's our mission. That's a pretty heavy mission and a much-needed one in this day and age. It yes? sure is, Randy. It sure is. How did it get started? Good question. Uh, Reclamation Staffing got started through another company called Steel Mart. Steel Mart was started in July of 2011, and Mr. Uh, one of the owners was involved in prison ministry, and I was involved with prison ministry with this uh, gentleman. His name is Rob Pape. And uh, Rob, on occasions as he would go to uh, visit offenders in prison, would talk to them about the future, the possibilities, getting the job, that kind of thing, and how to help. And one of the offenders asked Mr. Pape, if I get out of, if I get out of jail, when I get out of jail, who's going to help me find a job? That rang deeply with Mr. Pape and Rob. And so Rob went back and talked to his partner, and they started Steel Mart. And Steel Mart was very useful in steel fabrication, bending metal, uh, gr grinding metal, welding metal, all kinds of steel fabrications. And so where would we go to find some helpers, uh, some workers? And so we went to Man for Man. And man for man, when Mr. Bob Bloom started sending workers our way, and we would hire them. And so as Steelmark grew, we needed more people. So we started other, there was other um, staffing agencies that we would look into. And Rob's partner, back uh, about three years ago, said, why couldn't we start our own temp agency? 
And so it's always been a mission of Steelmark to reach out to those to ex-offenders needing uh, help to get their footing, to get back, to give them hope. And as a result, uh, Reclamation was born. So there's been a long-rooted history in reaching out to ex-offenders. I know when I first came into contact with you a few years ago there at Steel Mart in Elwood. Yes, that's where we first met there. I remember that afternoon, had another gentleman along with me, but I remember hearing the story of what you folks were doing, what your goals were, and it struck me there are those places, and I get it. I'm not being critical. There are just differences in places. You guys were not a one-and-done kind of group. No. You were there to help see the individual through the battle, not yes. just to get a job, but you were there. And I've read statistics of how it works when a, quote, company is in it for the individual mm-hmm. and helping them and how much more it costs to train a new one than to keep that one you have. Mm-hmm. So if you could get them help through treatment or whatever the need might be, yes. it sounds to me like you were ahead of the game and you're still ahead of the game here. Well, we're working at it, Randy. Yes, yes. We are. Well, and we're going to hear more about that, but uh, I like, let me, let me give that mission statement. I've got it written down here. To connect people with God, connect people who have a history of incarceration to employers. That's correct. That's, that's a hefty task. Tell us, tell us how that works. Let's just say I give you a call out of the clear blue because I've heard a little about you. I don't know how you operate. Hey, what can you do to help me? My name's Randy. Okay, Randy. Part of the process is inviting people to come to our office, which is located on 1103 Broadway here in Anderson, right across from Shadyside. Some people may remember it used to be the cut and shoot barbershop. Matter of fact, we still have uh, the man's um, uh, insignia in our in our office. It's pretty attractive. But we would invite them to come to the office, fill out an application. And part of our application process, at the end of our brief interview, we ask people about their connection with God. Is there a relationship? And I let them know that's not intended to put them on an on edge but just to get an idea where they are and let them know our concerns. And it bridges a gap, bridges, uh, makes a bridge into their life so that if they have any questions, theological questions, spiritual questions, faith-based questions, they know they can come to us with those kinds of issues. So I explained that. So that's part of the connecting them with God. So I want to stop you there for just a moment. I have a question with that. Let's say out of 50 individuals that you deal with, when you get to that statement, how do most of them respond? Positive way is that, oh man, I didn't know I was going to get into this. What, you know, what is that response? Randy, you might be surprised. Most of the responses are, yes, I have a relationship with God, or it could be I'm working on it. But most of the time, what they will do, they will connect that question with a church. Or like, for example, they would say, when I was younger, I used to go to church, but I don't go to church anymore. 
Sometimes, Randy, what they'll do, they will connect that question to a grandparent. Ah. Grandma, grandpa. Grandma used to read me the Bible. Our grandma, grandpa used to take me to church. And for me, Randy, that sends such vibrations of thrill and joy. Why? Because I'm a grandparent. And, and sometimes as grandparents, we may not know the effect that we have on our children. Amen. But the people that I'm talking to, these guys and gals are 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 years old, and they remember the grandparents' influence. Yes. yes. So may I say this? If you sure. are a grandparent listening today, please be encouraged and don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't stop hoping. Don't stop talking. Because you don't see the difference doesn't mean a difference is not being made. Some are just more ready to talk about it than others. So it does bring out a lot of things, probably memories that some of these men and women have buried. Yes, yes. Okay, let's go on back. Go ahead with that next step, if you would. So, So the next step is connecting them with employers. Um. Currently, we have, we have two placement opportunities. One is in Tipton area, Package Right. The other is at Steel Mart. And so the process would be in, fill out an application, fill out paperwork, and I encourage people to fill out the, that's about seven pages of paperwork because I know they want to get paid. And usually that's the motivation for them to finish that paperwork in a timely fashion because they do want to get paid. And in some cases, well, in Steelmark case, connecting them with the employer would involve uh, drug screening, of course, and then also um, video training. And at that point, I would contact either one of the employers, depending on where the placement is, where the employee is placed, I will contact uh, the individual um, employee our employer and let them know and to expect this person to be there like the next day or whenever. So that's part of that process. Randy. Okay. Okay. I know we're talking, are all of your clients, those who have been through incarceration? No, no. Okay. No, thank you. No, we, th- one of the, one of the, one of our, like our card says that we help those who have a history of incarceration, but that is not strictly our clientele or yep. we help anyone. Perhaps, perhaps they just had a difficult time finding work or they, they might look at themselves as difficult to employ for whatever reason. We will give them that opportunity as well. That makes total sense. I just wasn't clear, and I wanted our folks well, to be you. clear who thank are you. tuning in. Yes. Of those who have been into some type of incarceration, most normally, what are the charges that they've dealt with? And I know that varies, but there's got to be some predominant ones. There is. Most of them have to do with possession. Okay. A drug abuse. Uh, that nature some um some armed robbery um some uh domestic battery uh things of that nature uh but i w- most of them randy would be uh drug abuse okay violations okay okay um uh, what what drew you personally jeff 
in this kind of direction because these are folks, and pardon me, a lot of people don't want to deal with them, and they don't see their worth and value of being able to hold down a job. So why, why take the risk? Why put your name on the line? Tell the folks about that. Uh, Rainy, that's a great question. Um, part of it goes back to my working with Rob in prison ministry. So when you put yourself in prison ministry, going to places where uh, there are ex-offenders and their crimes are varied, and it can be quite intimidating. Uh, The size of these men, some of them, just the nature of the fact that they are in prison can be very intimidating. Um, So that's part of it. also, then, as I have grown older and have kids, I have personal experience with family member uh, who have sp- spent some time in, in prison. So I, I know firsthand uh, what that's like and the difficulty, the heartbreak. Uh, how do you handle that? How do you move forward? How do you reach out to your loved one? So I think God in various ways and different ways has uh, prepared me and pointed me in this direction. And, of course, my time at Steelmart. Uh, before becoming Reclamation Staffing, I've been working at Steelmart with Rob and his partner Aaron for 15 years. So I've been a part of that so since, you've the, had be- a lot since of the beginning. Bits and pieces go into the recipe here Correct. for where you're at. It didn't happen overnight. No, it's a, no. It sounds to me like a conglomeration of experiences. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah, and obviously a heart for people. Yes. And uh, we is. all know that's important. So how does the faith piece play out once somebody finds that position you're able to hook them up with employment what kind of follow-up do you guys you know i know a temp agency they have a responsibility and accountability to you explain that a little bit for us sure i'll be glad to um the, the way fortunately we've been able to set up that aspect at steel mart uh we have um a gentleman that works both for Steel Mart and is our liaison at Steel Mart representing Steel Mart. I'm sorry, representing Reclamation Staffing. So he is a point person available for counseling, interaction with those men, not just them, but also full-time employees at Steel Mart. He's able to help them in various ways. Um, for example, budgeting, uh, family matters, dealing with children, connecting them to other resources. Life skills. So life skills, exactly. So that's part of what we put in place, and that's the goal when we are, like if reclamation staffing uh, is able to duplicate itself in other places, this is kind of the model we're looking at. Basically someone on site who is pastor, counselor, therapist, psychologist, HR person, the whole gamut. He wears a lot of hats, and he's doing a great job. In the same day. And the same day, exactly. Yes, In yes. the same day. So that's part of what we like having in place there. Because as you and I both know that if part of our understanding is this, Randy, is if I am going to work and I'm trying to, and in the back of my mind, I know, okay, um, I'm, 
uh, my rent's coming due and I don't know where the money's coming from or else I've, I've been giving uh, my landlord needs this apartment for someone else or something else or I'm having issues at home. If those things aren't properly channeled and if we don't have an outlet to talk about them, they're going to overwhelm and affect our productivity, overwhelm us at work with our coworkers. So that's why this person that represents us there on the, on the work site is very vital, very critical. That's, that's great that you continue to meet the needs of the whole person. That's right. That it's not just we're going to employ you because it's, so much bigger than that, isn't it? That's a great question. That's a great point, Randy. And uh, let me add to um, when we go through the pro. You had asked me about this earlier about the process. Part of the interview process is asking people: Do they have an adequate place to live? Do they have transportation? Because, as we both know, when you have been incarcerated and you're maybe in work release and you're getting ready to go out into the world. You maybe you do not have maybe an adequate place to live, and we attempt to connect them with resources to help with that, to provide for that, and also um, as far as transportation, uh, reclamation has a, a van, a 15 passenger uh, capacity van that we use to uh, help facilitate transportation, transporting people to and from work. What's the number of employees that Reclamation has out on jobs at this time? Even if you could ballpark that. Ballpark. That's a great. I, that's one. Th- my my. I think in Randy right now it's about maybe twenty five. Maybe twenty five people about about roughly twenty five okay. to thirty. Okay, let's say that's the number that twenty five to thirty range. How many more do you think reclamation could adequately handle, deal with, support, and care for at this time? That's a that's a great question. I'm not sure <laughs> if I can answer that's that one, a, that's Randy. Okay if I don't. You can. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I know we're very busy now. I just can't imagine. But we do need more, and that's a great. Thank you for that. Um, one of the things I want people to understand about reclamation staffing is that. We are looking for businesses to partner with us to invest in people's lives like, like we invest in. Thanks for using the word invest. And I think that's what we're attempting to do is to invest in people's lives. And so a businesses that you may not think yourself that big of a business, but we would love to partner with you to uh, our, ask you to partner with us to um, help, help make a difference in people's lives and in the community. So it's a ripple effect. So it's not just help us, it will help you, it help the community, and most importantly, help the individual. I, I like what it does for everybody. Yes. You can't help one person without helping multiple people. Uh-huh. Uh, just like when somebody gets into a situation or an issue, I think the statistic is there's five other people that almost go down that temporary tube with them unless they decide to climb out. Mm-hmm. So if you're finding victory, you're raising the wave for everybody around. Yes. And I think right. that is extremely important. Yeah. Yeah, we, we understand that there are real people 
who have serious struggles and a history to overcome, and we are seeing some overcome that, as you in your ministry overcome by the grace of God. So how do you guys have any contact with churches other than your own? Because I'm sure you've got an overflow into that, a recognition. How do other community churches look at this and everything? Well, I know um, Northview is very much aware of what we're doing, uh, that that church. um, And uh, Chris's... Well, I'm sorry. Some churches in Kokomo uh, know a little bit about this, but I and I want that word to get out to more churches, and perhaps uh, being able maybe make a presentation of sorts to churches to consider um, at least praying for us, sending people our way. If you know uh, businesses who are looking to partner, uh, we could get some recommendations. At- yeah, after 35 years of ministry myself, I remember how often that phone would ring with folks needing financial help for some sort of payment, heat, yes. electric, house payments, something to do with school, everything that went with that. And for the church to have this as an option, hey, we can help you with the next step. You know, it's like showing somebody, feeding somebody a fish and teaching them the fish. You can teach them to fish. You can give them that chance to better themselves, their lives, their family. So true. That whole thing that goes with it. How many, I don't know what the proper term would be, are there other reclamation staffing facilities around, or is this the only one? This is the only one that I know of. That's the only one that we, as far as Madison County, now we reach out to uh, uh, Tipton County, Delaware, Delaware County, but right now this is the only one of sorts that we have right here that I know of. So you guys initiated this to yes. the best of your knowledge. Yes. Of course, Solomon says there's nothing new yes. under the sun. Right. Okay, That's I get right. that. But to the best of your knowledge, you guys are standing singularly in that respect. As far as I know, yes, Randy. Yeah, yeah. Is it the kind of thing to where you could see it becoming a model and stretching out to other communities and areas? Is that a part of your thinking, your vision, your plan? Yes, sir. That is part of our, our plan. Our vision is to see this duplicated, use our model here. And we're, of course, we're still new, taking baby steps. We're like, what, two years old and with COVID coming. So that, oh my. you know, how COVID affected all of us. So it's like we started at the end of 2019. So with COVID, so we're really just starting in a sense, oh, if you know yeah. what I mean, we oh, just, no. just brand you, new. Yeah. You're uh your first steps were very, very slow because of COVID, that's right? right? And got hit with a tidal wave. That's correct. Yeah. That's, that's correct. Yeah. So it's going to take a while for you guys to, to get your feet on solid ground to where you're ready to grow that is true. or to give somebody else advice on how to make it happen. That's right. We're still learning. Yeah, you're going to be forever. Whenever <laughs> we're dealing with people, that seems to be the process. As soon as you get the game figured out, they change the game they change on the you, game. okay? Yes. That's been my experience in life, but that's what I've loved about it. 
I love the challenges people can create. I love seeing the victories that they receive. Mm -hmm. And every time somebody gets victory and I've been a part of their life, I'm vain enough to take a little bit of that ribbon (laughs) myself, okay? That's what it's about. I want to see you better yourself. And if you climb above me, more power to you, all right? That's right. Don't have an issue with any of that. No. Uh, Do you guys help those who've been incarcerated? Do you have any way to help them with expungement of their record in dealing with all of that? We have not yet. Okay. Uh, moved in that direction, not say maybe that's something in the sure, future, but sure. No. There again, you know, your babes, okay? That's right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. You don't know in the beginning what you know years later, no. uh, or you're not learning much, okay? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we go in with our best intentions and all. What's this taught you about people in general, Jeff? What what has your work through reclamation staffing taught you about those strugglers, those with a life that had some incarceration or other challenges? That's a, that's a great question, Randy. I think um, I, I know myself. I know myself more. In other words, there is not a lot of difference. And understand how I say this, everybody's listening. There's not much difference between me and the person that I'm interviewing, except by the grace of God. I have the same wrong desires, if I could say that. I have the same bents, the wrong bents, the good good bents. I have same family kind of issues, same kind of family turmoil. But by the grace of God, I have not gone down that path, and I mean that. It's only by His grace. So when I look at someone who is struggling, I look at a fellow struggler who has made some poor choices, but who can be redeemed and rescued and whose life can be changed and made difference, not in a condescending way, but in a way of coming alongside, putting my arm around their shoulder and say, hey, hey, brother, hey, sister, let's do this. Uh, Let's not do that. Let's go this way. Let's not go that way. So it's like... uh, I am a human being just like them. Uh, Randy, part of um, one of our characteristics, I guess I would say, is noted on our van. On our van, there's a picture, and this picture comes from uh, a book that I was reading a, a while back, and the book is entitled How to Help Without Hurting. A lot of us and a lot of you like to help people, but sometimes we don't know, okay, are we crossing the lines between helping or hurting? And sometimes we really don't know. We really, I, I don't really know where that line is crossed. Sometimes I do not know that. That book's not been written. <laughs> the, the line, yeah, we don't know yeah. where the line is. Yeah. Um, however, um, there is a unique diagram that the author, and we, we've gotten permission to use that because we have it on the back of our T-shirts. On this T-shirt, there's a big circle. The top of the circle, there's the word God. In the middle of that circle is a human being, and that human being is looking up to God. And how I like to explain that to people as I showed the shirt to them is that as a person understands that they are made in the image of God, that gives them a sense of identity, but it also gives them a vocation. 
a vocation in the sense of representing God. Now, I didn't quite understand that until later. So, but I, what I do point out to people is that once they understand who they are before God and the way the diagram goes, it affects how they think about other people. It affects how they think about themselves and it affects also what they think about what their purpose and meaning is. In other words, the God of heaven has given them unique gifts and abilities. And they can use those unique gifts and abilities in employment and employ their gifts to better themselves, to better the world. And the Lord knows we need a better world, right? Amen. So, um, so that's part of that diagram. It just helping to ex- explain to people the nature of their relationship with God. And when, when that clicks with us, Life takes on a new meaning, the meaning that it ought to have. And so we, we attempt to help people understand that. Yeah. I want to go back. You were given this. I'd ask you a question about dealing with these folks, and you made it real clear there's not that much difference in any of us. And you were going through the possibilities. I'd just add one to that list, not as a correction, no, but an addition. Sure. The idea some of us didn't get caught. Right. That is uh, so true. We're, we're, we all have some guilt in our lives. Yep. Just some of us didn't get caught in that moment. Or yep. We survived it by the grace of God yes. there again. Yep. Uh, you know, we had our foot on that gas pedal much harder than we should have mm-hmm. and just missed that car in front or we're, we were just missed by that car. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so true. We're all vulnerable to those moments. None of us are above it. No. So uh, no. we need to be willing to to reach out and to lift up as we oftentimes need to be lifted. Often, very often. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us a success story or two? Yes, I, I can. You know, I know you, we're not going to mention names, obviously, but I know no. you can tell a story or two, please. Yes, be glad to. Um, uh, well, let me, before I do that, let me just say that we hire at, uh, for example, with Steel Mart and the package right. We also we hire men and women for these jobs. So we have men who are welders, women who are welders, and are doing a phenomenal job. And not, not everyone we hire obviously uh, works out, and, um, but some do. Some stay, and they are, are making a living and doing well. Uh, we had someone that showed up at the office in Anderson about seven months ago now. They are... Um, married, have a young family, uh, struggling financially, um, uh, at one time homeless, but, um, but through the connection that I have, the liaison at, at Steelmart, this man has been a big part of their life, helping them set up a budget to live by their, their income, not living beyond their means. Um, so now they're, they're not homeless. Uh, they have adequate housing right now, and this person is doing well at Steel Mart. It's going to be soon full-time. And by that, I mean um, reclamation staffing. When we hire someone, they are part of our temp agency for 600 working hours. After 600 hours, they're eligible to become full-time, for example, at Steel Mart or Package Right. And once they're full-time, they're eligible for all the benefits of a full-time 
employee at that given location. So this person is right there. They've worked through their 600 hours and they're close to being full time. So that is a success. They've stuck it out. Working in a steel factory is hard work. It is dirty work. If you have a clean yellow shirt and you go into work that day, it's not going to be yellow. It's going to be black. So, yes, super, super story. Uh, one, other, one other one, Randy. Yes. Um, there's a, a, a gentleman who uh, got out of prison after many years. Um, he, he's out of prison. Of course, uh, these men, once they get out of prison, out of work release, out of uh, not wearing the bracelet any longer, uh, not wearing the anklet any longer, um, they are um, inundated with all the responsibilities and things they have to get done. Filling out paperwork, getting their socials, getting everything, place to live, uh, clearing it with their case manager. So there's a lot of things. And this man was very, I should say, you know, very anxious, worried about the future, not sure if he was going to make it. But now, uh, after dealing with all those demands, uh, he is uh, full time. So he's worked through the 600 hours. He's done a great job. And from time to time, he's driving the company truck uh, to the work site. So uh, just a great success story. And isn't that what keeps you going? Yes. The hopes of yes. that. And you know it can be. I mean, you've already you seen know. it, and yes. you guys are still babes at That's that, right. okay? And uh, to be able to continue to see that, to see a life change yes. and come into being that person God created them to be. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. What has been the the most difficult part of all of this for you, Jeff, uh, from any angle that that might bring to mind? I would have to say, Randy, that uh, one of the first things that come to mind when you ask me that is to see someone Come through work release, be released, living on their own, working now full time at Steel Mart. So they've gone through the 600 hours, doing well, and then they stop showing up to work. They stop calling off and you reaching out to them, texting, phone calls, emails, and there's no response. And so your worst case scenario, the worst case scenarios come to mind. Okay, what's going on? Or how are they? Or they have fallen back and uh, into the old lifestyle or made some poor choices, uh, somehow slipped up. Um, those are the hard cases because um, at one time, apart from reclamation staffing at, for, at one time, I was that person at Steel Mart, the liaison for reclamation staffing. So I was the guy going around talking to people, seeing how they were doing, following up on how's the family, how's the job, how's the bills, how is this and that and the other. I was that person. So I got really close to some of them. And so to see them fall, fall away, uh, it's disappointing and it's discouraging, but you just keep going. So um, 
that's the thrill of it. But however, Randy, the good news about that is when that happens, those people can come back through reclamation staffing and get their job all over again if they come back. So we just don't give people a second chance, but we will give people a third chance and sometimes even more chances than that because that's who we are. That's what we want to do. Why? Because that's what that's who God is. What can I say? That's 70 times 7 is theory. That's okay, right. And so many others. It's like yeah, he's, he's compassionate and gracious, oh and he expects us to be the same. To the ultimate level. Yeah. To the ultimate level. So that is the case. We'll give up on others long before he'll give up on them. That is and true. I often tell people from the pulpit when I'm able to that I can tell you exactly when to give up on somebody else. <laughs> And that's when Jesus does. And I think we're pretty safe if we can hold off until then. I, I okay? love that. I love it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We are faith in your recovery. We're about all things recovery. Your approach here today is a little different. Uh, your background, your involvement is different than a lot of folks we've dealt with, but it's an important piece because this is a part of recovery. Yes. Recovery is not just stopping the usage or the drink or the drug, but it, you know, it, it requires that the entirety of that person. What does faith in your recovery mean to you in your words? Faith in your recovery. For for those for those who've been incarcerated, I think it would be. And this, of course, this is not. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about some who may take a step forward and two steps back. But faith in the recovery would include, of course, trust in the Lord, but also taking advantage of the resources that he has placed before you and using those, not taking advantage of those, but using those to your advantage to get help, to get strength, to find support, even sometimes to find others to lean on, to be, to just help you walk through life. So yes, trusting God and trusting in the resources that he's put in your life to help you to gain footing and to be back on track. Now, I need that myself. Amen. I need that. We all need that. I get the impression you're almost saying there's hope and help for everyone through God and through his instruments called you and me. That's right. That's right. And that's a part of what Reclamation is attempting to do too, Randy, is to uh, reach out and network with community or with other resources. Uh, just uh, recently, I reached out to um, another organization because we had a homeless person come in who, who needed some resources that Reclamation couldn't help them with. And today I was on the phone calling to see if I could find some clothes for this person. So there's a networking with the community to uh, help resource and stabilize individuals and give them hope. It does take a village. 
<laughs> you know, get beyond the politics yes, of that yeah, that exactly. too many are worried about. Yeah, exactly. But it does take a village. Yes. There's no one absolute path or they'd all be walking that no. path. No. And as you stated there a little bit ago, something like, you know, they may have a hitch come up. They may have a moment of of returning to the old them, yes. but you're still there for them yes. and will be multiple times. Yes. And I am convinced that's what it's got to be. We may not get it right the umpteenth time, but maybe up umpteen plus one, <laughs> we've got it. And that's that's what we're hoping for, and that's where we're headed. So, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Jeff? No, Randy, uh, I think that's all, but I just want to um, just highlight the fact that we are a uh, not-profit, non-profit Christian-based temp agency, and our mission is to connect people with God and those who have a history of incarceration with employers and looking for anyone that could partner with us in this endeavor. Tell folks how to get a hold of you. What is the best method? The best method is... you. The best method would be to contact me via email, and that email address is info, I-N-F-O, at reclamationstaffing.org. And our address, we are located 1103 Broadway in Anderson. Uh, also, phone number is 765-374-4701. Uh, we love to hear from you. Jeff, thank you for your time. Thank you for your involvement. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, here at A Better Life, Brianna's Hope with our podcast, Faith in Your Recovery. We don't believe you've come this far to only come this far. We believe your answer, your healing, your recovery may be just around the corner or possibly in our next episode. Have faith in your recovery by having faith in yourself your journey, and above all, God. Stay in the battle. God bless.